You loved SummerSlam. You loved it. You love it because the mainstream media tells you to love it. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Tim and Joel. Call it in the ring. I don't know what that was about. SummerSlam was something. Did you actually not enjoy it? Did you actually enjoy it? I did enjoy it. I thought it I'm was just, actually I'm quite a good show. I, I thought I thought it had quite a good a few good moments. It's a good start. I'll, I'll say that much. Oh, I'm not going to sit here. It and still tell had you it a perfect. number of the yeah. It still had a number of the same trappings, but like you know what, started off pretty good. Started they did pretty a pretty good, good job of of starting hot. They did a good job of getting you invested in a show that honestly, if they had had more than a week of Triple H at the helm of creative. Probably could have done a lot better, and but that's, given and, what they had, they yeah. did a pretty they did a pretty good job. I will give them kudos for doing something on such short notice, making sense of a lot of things on such short notice, or trying. And to. that's yeah, that's that's what I wanted to kind of stay with it. Is that like he had no runtime? Like, but I, I will say, like, I think it's happening faster than than we were talking about. We talked about this much slower burn, and they kick off a show with a uh, with kind of like a, just a statement made, right? like damn good women's match which is not uncommon that's that's been pretty standard especially with becky and bianca so let, um, before we get into before we get into our our, our oh, hot takes oh yeah you're gonna do all of the we'll crap. do the plugs i also i also want to point out something that you just said i want to i want to touch on this last week we did talk about vince mcmahon and the retirements and what it meant and i mentioned maybe they do a 90-day trial period based on uh certain certain things like uh how the stocks would do or how the business would run and then the SEC filing information came out, and that kind of changed um, the general consensus. That basically pushed us all into, oh, Vince is gone, gone mode. Uh, so I don't think there's any, there's no trial period at this point. It, it's very much like we're moving on. And that was clearly H like, yeah, once that was out, it was like, oh, the board got rid of you. Sweet. And, and, and Money Triple rules. H, Triple H this past weekend, really yesterday at the... Uh, at the scrums, he he was asked, you know, what uh, at, at the tryouts, he was asked, you know, what what's the new vision? And he said, there's not any huge like new vision. We're still going to continue the legacy of Vince McMahon was what he said um, and show respect to essentially his father in law. Uh, but he's like, stay tuned, because clearly there are some things that he wanted to work on. And we saw uh, going into SummerSlam and the first match that we'll get into in a minute that he's got uh He's made some phone calls as Triple H, and he's started to shore up some people's uh, contracts and some and bring back some old faces, and uh, it's good. And they're not even old faces. They're faces who were gone and who are young and have a lot of potential in the future. Speaking of our future, leave a thumbs up now on this video if you're watching here at Fightful.com. Wow, it's not Fightful.com. It's FightfulOverbooked.com. Tim, I've been I've been everywhere but the, this channel. I missed you all. Uh, go ahead. Toss us a thumbs up here. You can leave a comment down below always helps hello chatters we see you we like you we appreciate you and subscribe to us here at fightful overbooked we're over thirteen thousand five hundred strong we're gonna overtake that fightful account i'm telling you the main account they're coming we're gonna get them you can also donate a super chat over here you just hit that little dollar sign in the bottom window in the chat box any question any statement you donate it we'll put it on the air supports us here at Fightful Overbook. We appreciate you. And, uh, you know, we always, we like your money and we like you. So I think that's a good match made in heaven and our Discord. Come and join it. It's in the link in the description of the video. It's free. We talk about wrestling all the time. We even recap stuff. So if you're far behind, 
uh, Mod Mike and Mod Dan are usually on it, talking about the shows and uh, giving their perspective a little bit and also telling you what you missed. So go ahead, check out the Fightful Overbooked Discord. Whew, let's get into it. We got a lot to talk about, Sam. Yeah, first off, I want to apologize for my bedraggled appearance. Literally have COVID. <laughs> so thoughts and prayers to our to our friend yeah. Tim. Uh, I I know we've talked about it. I had it. It sucked. It sounds like you're going through it, and hopefully you get well soon. Yeah. Uh, I, if I have to carry the show, I will. Not the first no, time, not the last time, pal. I'm done through the uh, through the the worst of it now. So all right. So yeah, so we talked about imagining this show, what it would look like with more than one build, one week of build under Triple H. Well, we open the show, it's Bianca and Becky, and they do have one hell of a match. Really, really good stuff, really fun stuff. And immediately, Bianca's Titans gear, that was good stuff. She's from Tennessee, people were behind her. Becky had her uh, her Harlem Heat tribute, maybe not, but uh, definitely. Just, there was a I, lot going on in that one outfit. I couldn't really parse it. First thing I look at, I'm like, that's a long ass entrance ramp. I hope they have. Uh, later on, we found out that they just had some people do the entrance from the center of the of the ramp. Or I was like, get the golf carts. Where are the it golf was, carts? No, I hate the golf carts. It was well done. I liked what they did. I don't mind a long ramp. Some people you, need a little dance. You need five minutes and thirty seconds of walking down to the ring ploddingly. Yeah. The entrances are a huge part of wrestling. It's like one of the more interesting things. That's fair. You know what? I, I don't disagree with you. We talk about the pomp and the pageantry. Yeah. It was just that, like, there was no, you know, the set design, you know, we, we always talk about that. It felt like this year was a little more, um, a little, a little lazier than it has been in the past. I think they just leaned on the aesthetics of it being in a stadium rather than an arena, right? So, yeah. I mean, even last year when they did it at Allegiant Stadium, they had the LED boards that kind of stretched out beyond into the yeah, crowd. Yeah. And that was cool. I like that. I wish they had brought some of that back. Instead, they just had the uh, the LED boards where the entrance was, and that was it. The rest was just rampway. Make your way down, and good luck. Well, you know, when, when Vince has drafted up a, a large tribute to sexual misconduct, you, you got to kind of throw it in the trash and start over when the new guard comes in. So I understand that they had to scramble to put together something a little more tasteful. Triple H in the back just being like, can we turn off the lights everywhere? Oh, it's going to be dark? All right, good enough. Perfect. Turn turn off all the lights. Let's go. Get some fake-ass torches up in this bee. <laughs> Could you imagine? God damn. That's some really good <laughs> stuff in this match. I mean, listen, they did the barricade spot without going through the barricade. I know you love, love this. Love that. KOD, the KOD on, like, attempt onto the barricade, and then Lynch does the leg drop instead on the back of the neck. It looked really good. Just a lot of chemistry at these two. Uh, Becky hitting yeah. a diamond dust. Everyone's going to talk about it. It's Masato Tanaka's move. Becky's done it before. Looked good. Looked real good. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, of course, I love this. I, I shouted this out on Twitter, the finish. I really, really love the Spanish fly coming out of the manhandle slam attempt. And then they went directly into the KOD. They didn't, like, they didn't waste time. There was just... Uh, it was uh, Bianca had to do it. There was no, there was it was no how question. it should be. Yeah, it was really, yeah. really excellent. Like it, it just showed like, aha, I've learned. Ha ha. Mm. <laughs> yeah, no, just Your had number. to do it. I had have it. Get, exactly. Had to get right into it. She gets the pin. Bianca retains uh, the people who were like, it's going to be a 26 second match. Maybe not. But uh, instead, yeah, turned out to be that. turned out to be a great match. And at the end, we have a hug between Bianca and Becky. And Tim, did you think it was going to turn into uh Bianca, or not Bianca, but Becky being like, haha, and then turning on her again. I didn't expect, uh, kind of, yeah, <laughs> kind of <laughs> like not, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't, I, you know, I heal Becky's been doing fine. I thought 
instead bailey's music hits which was not surprising at all to me that that no. i fully expected i was like okay it, yeah, yeah. it's been one of those things that people have been talking about for months now bailey's coming back it's been over a year she hasn't been in front I'm of a live crowd in like 800 yeah. and something days whatever it was and and it's great to see her back very excited and what made it even better was the fact that she didn't come back alone after bailey's music hits and she comes out dakota kai is behind her dakota kai was released a few months ago uh, people were pretty upset and she wasn't even it was wasn't even released her contract expired and she yeah. was like forget this i'm out of here uh and so clearly certain things had changed and they brought her back which is great uh there's more news that on that crazy. on fightful select yeah. uh and then eo shirai who is now going by the name eo sky um of course the discourse starts you know i don't like the name rage so, everyone rage in the comments it was it's fine i don't care you know, I like I, the I name. I disagree with you. I have no problem with that name change. Like, what do you? Well, I don't know. What do you want? It's an American audience. They exactly. rename stuff for you people all the time. Like they call her the genius of the sky. They've been calling her that since. Which she now they can no longer do. <laughs> Why not? Like because that will sound awful. That, the genius that, like, of herself. The genius of the sky. Eo sky. <laughs> no. Yeah. What did you think of them? I guess because Eo is is a legitimate name for her. Uh, putting the Y yeah. in there, making it E-Y-O. Was that a little, a little America, baby. I don't know. I just looked at another thing that was American. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty American. Bunch of kids going to be born named think? E-O. Yeah. Anyway. Yo. Uh, hot start. I think that was the that was the perfect open, at least for me, because it really showed we're doing stuff differently. We're going to have some fun and we're going to tell a different story. This was a bit of a reset button, especially in a women's division that sorely needs it. Yeah, and like you know, right after that, Triple H on his Twitter account is like, oh, "We're just getting started," and I was like, "Oh, that's a bit more bold, like than I expected." But yeah, good I made see. the joke. I made the joke on Twitter when when Triple H was named the uh, the creative director and when Stephanie took over. I said, "I'm waiting for one of them to do one of those Tony Khan esque tweets going into Raw." Just, Stephanie McMahon's going to be like, "Olivia Benson broke the legs of the person that she was chasing," just like. Our universal champion's legs aren't broken, but unlike the guy on Wednesday nights and some shot at AEW and CM Punk. Either way, not the case. Uh, instead, it's just Triple H looking forward to the future. I'm a big yeah. fan. Yeah, it's really good to see. Uh, good, it's a lot. Enough. It's very surprising to me. I did not expect it to start so quickly. And again, still some of the trappings, but it was a week. <laughs> yeah, and with Raw tomorrow night, I mean, we're going to see some debuts. We're going to see some returns. I wouldn't be surprised to see Solo Sokoa. Uh, make his debut. Of course, everyone's talking about Johnny Gargano making a return now more than ever. I think Johnny Gargano is probably the guy who, uh, you know, benefits the most from all of this. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, he, he was like a legitimate star in little old NXT uh, with no hope for him on the main roster, given uh, Vince McMahon's uh, masculine fetishes. Anyway, You know who else comes up if they sign Johnny Gargano? And I'm sorry, some people are going to like this thought, but Grayson Waller comes back. Oh, Grayson Waller. Is he away? They have a story to tell. Well, Grayson Waller, he's still around 2.0. He's feuding with just about everyone, kind of like Theory. There's clearly uh, a lot of people who like Austin Theory backstage and who like uh, Grayson Waller as well. But the point Mm. is, you had Johnny Gargano leave with Grayson Waller basically, <clears throat> excuse me, hitting him with a chair, sending him out You're the right. door. Yeah, it's, that was his on his back. Yeah, yeah. So there's a little bit of opportunity there to uh, to go ahead and do that. So uh, so I would like to see that, but we'll see. Uh, Grayson Waller is actually quite entertaining as a wrestler. He's he's got the right heat, and he's actually quite a good wrestler. 
Just fact is. Yeah. Do you think uh Carrying Cross comes back? So Sean has made reference to Cross and Scarlet a bunch of times. Okay. Um it's saying like they're they're two people that would fit in the triple H mold. And I get yeah. that. Because they had the you know like, awesome entrance. <laughs> yeah, and then that's the thing. Like if it beyond the entrance, Cross didn't always do it for me. He um, sure didn't. However, as a package deal, Cross and Scarlet would probably do pretty well, depending yeah. on the character, as long as you give them uh I, I even the, the character he played in NXT, it didn't really do much for me. Uh it's just the package, it's it's the beauty and the beast in, in every way, shape, and form. Yeah. I just yeah, it, but I gotta say, I gotta say this. Cross looks really good right now. Not only just like he grew his hair out, he looks yeah. more he looks more like a movie star actor than he does. Again, he looks anything. like yeah, he looks like a contract killer. Like he should lean into that as his gimmick. It just it doesn't really fit his pseudo supernatural entrance. But that entrance is cool, so they have to work around it. So I don't know. Well, speaking of people who came back and uh did a pretty good job, we gotta talk about uh, hello, I have massive balls. We got to talk about Miz and Logan Paul. First of all, Miz's tights right on the crotch. I loved it. That was yeah. ridiculous. They were so gaudy. They, were, it, they looked like there were a million sponsorships all over the thing, but I think it was just, hello, I have massive balls everywhere, right? And then like, like awesome and like yeah, Maurice. Yeah, yeah. And it was, it garbage. was all just him. Yeah. Miz and Maurice logos everywhere. I, whatever. It was fine. It was funny. Uh, it's funny as hell. No, and then no. Logan Paul comes out in his like sponsorship clad a lot of people been calling him pikachu i think that works that works pretty well looks like a good like a like a like a evolved pikachu in his douchebag clothing thing the only way to monetize being a youtuber beyond anyway let's be honest logan paul ended up having a very very good match yeah yeah he damn well you know what you know what that is it's called money and time money and time just work on the things that you feel like working on whenever you want He's in good and, shape and good health, you know. And I'll put over the Miz. He's working with a guy who has over 15 years of experience in the WWE system. Has clearly been wrestling consistently yeah, for those like, times. Yeah, great dance partner. Like, yeah, you got the right dance partner. Same thing over with when we talk about McAfee and, and Barry Corbin. A little different, not as good as, as the Logan Paul match, in my opinion. Yeah. But uh, overall, I was I was doing the uh, the PW Torch uh, watch along, and and I know Tim, you jumped in for a couple of minutes, and uh, I, I had mentioned, you know, people. for a little while i've been saying this it's time for people to kind of get off mrs dick because he's just he's good he's good he's been doing it long enough he's trusted he does the media whenever they ask him he does so many things and he deserves so much more than what he's been getting on top of that logan paul clearly did the work clearly didn't want to look like an asshole and respected this gig i don't people would be like he respects pro wrestling i don't care about that i i do but logan paul clearly (laughs) respected the gig enough yeah, to want yeah, to yeah. do well, you know, it wasn't exactly, like, and uh, that's you know, it wasn't a payday for him by all accounts. It looks like no. this was more opportunities for Logan Paul to continue building whatever he's building in his life. Uh, it was good. You can see Logan hit a blockbuster, by the way, at one point. Um, watch the replay; they do a slow mo yeah, and just yeah. watch their arms. I mentioned this in the in the, the the watch along. If you watch how your arms are supposed to be placed in a blockbuster, it's you're threading a needle. It's not an easy move to hit. So again, Logan Paul did the work coming into this, and you said it yourself, money and time, and he had yeah. it and he did it. Yeah. AJ so. Styles comes out, takes out Champa. I don't hate it. It was Good more like up. Michael Hayes in the background being like, "Can we get AJ Styles a payday?" And then AJ Styles comes out, gets himself a payday. 
Uh, and Logan Paul does the Shane O'Mac frog splash, hits the skull crushing finale on the Miz, gets the win. Well paced, didn't overstay his welcome. Oh yeah, and, it, was a, it was a lot of quick matches yesterday. I found like they they really didn't linger for most of them. So yeah, I, I thought that was actually a a really good point. It got people. I don't know. I think it got people more invested. They didn't uh, they didn't do some long plotting matches. Although we got say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill the middle of the card and it was kind of like mm, there's some well, stuff I, I think that was because it, it was a long show the one that they really think they didn't need to linger on they really did um yeah but we'll get there <laughs> we'll get there um i and again so I'll, I'll talk about the logan paul thing um in wrestling normally you've got the heels doing all the moves to the faces mm-hmm. and then the faces hit the comeback and eventually get the win right that's that's pro wrestling psychology heels are doing they're doing everything they're the ones controlling the match they're calling the match yada 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 in this case i'm sure it's the same that miz was calling the match logan paul was the one doing all the moves though yeah he was the one hitting frog splash he was the one you know doing the blockbuster doing all the high spots and uh i thought that was that was pretty interesting in terms of pro wrestling psychology because people expected logan paul to get booed just because he's coming in and doing this thing instead he you know like i said did the moves which people like and next thing you know they were cheering him and cheered him throughout the match and that was it logan gets the win and also gets the cheers so they did a good job yeah and i think that might have been you know some later coaching and just being like okay we got to get you over since it was chosen that you were going to be a face for some reason so let's figure this out (laughs) maurice didn't use her balls yeah no had those two purse balls and didn't use them i was so upset so strange (laughs) i was not upset about maximum male models i i loved it so much i was so happy it was so funny the 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 amount that mace and mansoor are leaning into this is (laughs) tremendous and if anyone hasn't gifted the the fully wet-faced mace yet (laughs) like I'm sure it's out there. Some comedy gold in that in that in that scene. Oh man! First of all, Tim, we have to we have to get this right. Masse. I'm not gonna... and Mansoir. Okay, Mansoir. Mansoir. I've mostly been avoiding it because I keep forgetting what they call Mansoir. 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 Man night. Got it. Yes, exactly. For the French out there, it is comical as hell. Uh, this pure night. life spot. By the way, I said it on Twitter. I say it again much better than last year's new day pure life with the giant canister of water whatever they were doing oh, i love yeah. new day but whatever they did it would just, they just shoehorned it in as an uh not even a backstager they did it out in the ring and everyone out there was like the hell is this yeah what it is just happening? wasn't so uh, this this time they got in they got out it was hilarious gotta say maximum male models if you don't like it you don't have a soul i'm just saying it just saying it now yeah you're joyless that's right <laughs> you're joyless yes <laughs> Our pal Drew, I am titillated. Gotta they did be. titillate the juices How of my guilty pleasures. There you That's go. Very good. Which, very by good. the way, I'm sorry. So we talk about the WWE marketing machine. Titillating the juices of your guilty pleasures is not a, a catchphrase that I should be able to remember no, and recall like that. But it it's stuck. I don't know. I can't believe it. 
So oh. bad it's good, if you will. Like what didn't stick? Let's talk about Austin Theory and Bobby Lashley. <laughs> Austin Theory just continuing the tour of getting his ass beat like every step of the way. But you know what that means. Yeah, he's gonna win. <laughs> That's right. He's gonna get so pissed off and he's gonna win the WWE championship. Uh the theory and Lashley, it was fine. I didn't spend a lot of time paying attention. No, I got me neither. Like there was some cares? cool stuff like... at the end. I really liked uh Theory trying to go to that roll through that he normally hits. Yeah. And instead he Bobby Lashley flips him around, turns it into a gorilla press, and into the hurt lock, which was fine. And then as expected, theory loses, so you know what that means, which we just talked about. Yeah. I didn't hate the preliminary or not the pre-match beatdown that Theory did. I didn't hate no, that. No, yeah, that was fine. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely got some uh, some frustration out. And then of course Bobby Lashley gets the pose platform in the middle of the ramp. Was that there all night? Or I guess they kind of like no, hit it off should, to the they side. slide it in and off. Yeah. yeah. They got all those roadies. So uh, Mysterios versus Priest and Finn Balor. I can't stress how much I just didn't give a crap about this at all. And it just kept like I, I found myself looking at at Finn Balor's pecs, and I was like, "Did he, did he contour? No, he's just that cut." But it looked like he contoured those. Like, oh, anyway, but the that's that's how much more I than a, he hasn't eaten more than a morsel of a donut in twenty five yeah, years. Yeah, it's 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 insane. I, yeah. Like he he must not eat at all, but only liquid protein. Um, we were yeah. all waiting for Edge. We were all just waiting for Exactly. Edge. And we knew he was coming. Like, it wasn't even... And then they did the stupid brood entrance again, which I know everyone might, must enjoy. I hated it. I'm sick of... That's the same thing we've seen, like, three times now. And he doesn't come back more broody. He literally just started purple brood and got his ass kicked out of it. Like... So how do we feel about uh, Edge's haircut? His, his, his refreshed haircut? I thought he looked like a dork. <laughs> I thought he looked better than he did when they had him do Rhea Ripley's haircut. Yeah, that's true. Fair. Fine with that. It's it's an improvement, but it's like kind of squared off. I said he looked like a weird bearded Duke Nukem, like with the sunglasses <laughs> and his aggression, like and all the red. I, I don't know. Didn't work for me. Duke Copewell. Edge, yeah. Adam, Duke Nukem, Cope, Copeland, Copeland. Copeland, yeah. Uh, nice of the Mysterios, by the way, to dress up like the Family Guy chickens because this feud never ended. It's like it's just, it's just I oh, man, and no, no Dom turn. Like there's just there's nothing to dig into here. It's just Monday like, night. Every this is so. Uh, there's a guy. There are a few people on Twitter who are like, Bailey's coming back tonight. Bailey's coming back, and they would do this on like Monday and Tuesday, and then Friday, and then the next paper. <laughs> they would do it every single show. I'm going to start doing it. this with Dominic every single show. This when this Monday because Edge is back. Dominic is going to turn and join that group. They're going to join Judgment Day. At this point, it's illogical not to. He just he's just content getting his ass. Oh, I guess they won. And and then in his first promo, he's going to be like, I never thought I was going to be as uh, turned on as I was getting beat up by Rhea Ripley every week. Oh, no. But uh, Rhea, come here for a minute. And then they're going to make out. Oh, Dominic no. Mysterio TV is going to make 14. out with Rhea Ripley. That's TV right. 14. <laughs> because it, and, and Dom, Dom Mysterio is going to become sub Mysterio. Dom Mysterio is then the stand in for like all these weird teenage boys. And it, we're back to the attitude era. And it's horrible. <laughs> Look at us. By the way, this match was a no DQ match, right? They're treating supposedly it like a they match. were very concerned about getting disqualified for this no DQ match. Like it was very strange. 
They just they're sitting on the apron waiting for their turn to come into the match. It's very strange. This uh, was the worst thing, Ray, on by the, the way. Whole thing. <laughs> like... uh, I'd say so. I felt bad for Rey Mysterio. Um, he went to drop the dime after the six one nine, but the ropes were kind of wobbly, which played into most of played the night into too. A few things, yeah, yeah. And so uh, he he like he does the dime, but thankfully doesn't land on his neck. Uh, and he punches the ropes after he gets up because he's so pissed off. <laughs> yeah, it's like that was my moment, and it just got ruined by the ropes. Yeah, so. it sucks. Can't punch a referee. Uh, so that was that was the match. It happened. It, whatever. Uh, again, Dom Mysterio just—he's going to turn on Monday. That'll happen. Right? Why is his hair so bad? That's his choice. He chooses. I assume this? that's a choice. Yeah. I once had a, I once had a barber try to give me that in the back where kind of like, um, kind of levels off like that, like the triangle in the back. He does the mullet. I don't, I don't do a mullet. See, no one, no one's out there giving him shit as a kid, right? Because his dad's Rey Mysterio. So he That's didn't right. get he didn't get a healthy amount of shit <laughs> to teach well, him to not cut his hair like that. That and because uh, you know they had uh, you know they had all that Louis Vuitton, all, all that money, <laughs> all that Louis Vuitton. That's all they wear. Yeah, he, he had well, a Louis Vuitton yeah. backpack when he went to school and he was in kindergarten. Kids were well, like, "What is LV? Is that your name? Are you from Las Vegas?" And then he had to explain to him, and suddenly he was the coolest kid in school because he had a Louis Vuitton bag, and like nobody knew no. what to think. I don't know, man. It's weird to me. Gaudy Pat logo, gaudy hair. Pat McAfee ah. hired a men's choir. And while the men's choir is here, go ahead, leave a thumbs up on this video. You can donate a super chat, get your question or statement around the air, hang out with us, support us here, fight over books. First of all, Graves and Cole was a choice at first to be on commentary, but I didn't hate it because they ended up using Graves uh, quite well in this as like yeah. Corbin's best pal. They set it up. They're just like, we're not gonna pit, we're not gonna pretend that we aren't biased here. Like, okay. It was good stuff. It's like I liked Uh, you better when you didn't have opinions. Yes. And then Cole's like, well, that's changed. A lot has changed. A lot of things have changed. (laughs) He sounded so like honestly, just Cole through this whole Michael Cole through this entire show was the the highlight to me. Like that was the best best part. Shout out to our friend Cher Delaware, who used to do a, uh, a podcast on fashion wrestling called Strong Style. There's an episode on somewhere in the archives. Yeah. Uh, we we will we'll bring it back one day when I nail down a time for her to, to sit and talk about fashion with me. Uh, love our share Delaware. Anyway, yes, I liked it when you weren't allowed to have opinions. Clearly, the best thing on this card. Uh, Corbin, by the way, doing the Rock, getting on commentary and giving a shout out to Pat McAfee's parents. Yeah. Good stuff. I really enjoyed that. The match was so stupid. It was peak sports entertainment. I loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as impressive as Pat McAfee's vertical is, he wasn't able to hit both feet on the ropes and stay at the top. Instead, he had to kind of recover from his knees and then hit the superplex. And then every time I looked wanton. up, it, it was kind of slop. Like I found. So he goes I mean, to do part that. Of that's ring. Yeah, the swanton. My God, he's lucky he's not dead. <laughs> It was weird, did it? Corbin um, kind of got his back underneath Pat to catch him instead of actually try to like have him. He land was able to him. like kind of push him, push his shoulders out underneath him so that he didn't land square on his neck. Yeah, like, it, was, all, it was. Yeah, it was kind of a check rather than a catch. Yeah, it felt it was like the best thing that they could do in that moment because it it looked like it could have gone real bad. But uh, you know what? At first, I was like, "Good of Corbin to catch Pat," and then I was like, nah, "I guess he kind of yeah, did, he did what he could. Behind. Like he he did bump him so that, like I said, his he was actually able to tuck under a bit rather than just." And, and I see in the chat they're saying, you know, mind the ropes because of the humidity and stuff. Honestly, 
I, I don't, I think they just kind of knew, but they said, forget it. I'm going to do it anyway, because it's part yeah. of the match. And it's what we planned. They did their spots. Right. And it, exactly. especially a celebrity guy, like, you're not going to change it up. Yeah, it it, it's in his head. It's just, it's all yeah. there. But, um, yeah, McAfee hits a Canadian destroyer after he kicks. Did he? <laughs> that's not how he finished. <laughs> that might have been the plan, but that's not how he ended the show. <laughs> well, first of all, he kicked he kicked uh he kicked Corbin in the balls, as one does. He kicked Corbin in the balls. That he, he did, did successfully. And then he did what I believe was described as a code red after, because it was not a Canadian destroyer. It's the same damn move. No, he hopped over. You gotta get your it's a little it's the the put your head between my ties. Is the Canadian destroyer put my taz over your tum is the is the code red. So that's why Pat happened. McAfee won the stupid match. He did win the <laughs> stupid match, as expected. I literally called for, I haven't been doing any of the predictions, but I literally called the winner of every everyone in this mat in this pay-per-view. Like it was easy. Nothing was really, yeah, nothing was really in doubt. Um, if you kind of read the tea leaves and see what's going on in, in, in the world. Uh, and, and we'll we'll get to one match in particular that had people going back and forth, but first. Drew comes out and Drew McIntyre is like, I'm a Nashvillian. Uh, and he gets in that that mid-ring box, the mid-ramp box. And I love that he's clowning on Reigns and Lesnar. I really yeah, enjoyed that. That was moment. funny as hell. Like that was a breath of fresh air. Something that I don't think was, you know, gonna happen before it's, the uh new era. It was something we didn't get from Drew, or sorry, that we haven't seen from Drew since he was champion because yeah. he was having fun and he was like Everyone loved what Drew McIntyre was doing as champion. Not everyone. Was, Not everyone. That's right. But they're all they sticks in the mud. People who don't like wrestling. People who just like old school. Anyway, I, I'm just messing around. Uh, yeah. So he's clowning on Reigns and Lesnar being like, it's the first time ever in Nissan Stadium in Nashville in the last man standing match with a kid named Cole. Uh, Colt. Like, what, it what was Colt? Colt. He says, what's your name, kid? It, it was good. I love that he draw Drew that kid. Look. Very, he was very weird in his delivery of his name. He's like, after after he gave him his name, he's like, is that my name? Yeah, yeah my name. Did, did I just make up a name for some reason? <laughs> and then he and then Drew makes reference to his magic sword, and uh, then we get Pyro. God, can you imagine? Segment. I'm glad they timed it well. It'd be embarrassing if they didn't. Yeah, it was it was a fine segment because he's got the match at Clash of the Castle in Wales and Cardiff. Um, which will be fun. We'll talk about that when we get to the main event and what we expect from there. But uh, it, it was a good little segment. I think it just reminds us that Drew is next in line. And not only that, but Drew is from Nashville and uh, it, it, well lives there now and uh, deserved a little bit of a moment. So it worked mm -hmm. for me. Yeah, it was tag good. Titles. It was really Did good. the tag title match work for you? No. No. Okay. I, no, I, was, I kind I of was bored the whole time. Like I, I it, After the last one, it was just like, uh, okay. This one had a little more storytelling to me, uh, yeah. especially at the end. First of all, I got to shout this out. So uh, this was the first time that the tag titles were defended on consecutive SummerSlams, not including the kickoff show. So on the main card, this is the first time that the Usos defend that any team has defended the tag titles consecutively. So the Usos from last year to this year, they've held those, uh, some form of those tag champions. Uh, Jeff comes out. Jeff Jarrett comes out. Michael Cole is like this close to saying that he's working Ric Flair's last match tonight. A busy weekend. He just, just says he's got a busy weekend. And I'm just like, say it, say it, say the match, say he's doing it, say it. <laughs> Kate Elizabeth and I will be uh, doing the post show, by the way, for Ric Flair's last match tonight on youtube.com slash Fightful. So check that out because I'm sure we'll have much to say about a card that looks stellar. 
plus Ric Flair's last match. Uh, plus, it's Titans. produced by the same people who produced the roast. Is it? Did they? Oh, same, that pro- same production. Do we have to talk about the roast? Well, let's not talk about the roast. That was, it was awful. so bad. It so was so bad. bad. There were so many things that were just wrong. Just with insane. How many? Th- how many insane things you can cram into one program? But <sighs> Jeff Jarrett spent the majority of this match like in the corner taking notes so that he could go this morning to Rick and Andrade and Jay Lethal and be like, Hey guys, what if we try um blockbuster in the corner and then super kick, super kick, super kick, super, super kick. kick. <laughs> yeah. Andrade's just like, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, so let's just we'll go to the finish. Um, they do this whole thing where Tez goes and does the uh, the splash, and then he does the selling of the ribs. He's hurt, uh, gets the two count, and then he's like, "If I can't get the three count, I'll find another way to do it." And which was weird because he's getting angry at Jeff Jarrett, and Jeff Jarrett's yeah. like, "I'm just here to count three I, and I'm take not notes a, yeah. for my big match." Okay. Uh, it was really strange. And then he runs into a double super kick. Does Tez? and gets rammed into the barricade so he's out of the match effectively dawkins gets hit with the with the one and done jimmy pins dawkins uh a lot of people saying is this going to be the heel turn for the profits or is this going to be montez ford turning on angelo dawkins how do you feel is it going to be the the heel turn or is it going to be the splitting of of the team I don't know. I don't think we need to do either of those things but i i think it's uh, maybe the team goes heel trying to think of the balance of heels and faces here but it's all like i don't know there aren't that many tag teams no and it's time to start jumbling up the teams as well uh i think it's heel profits i really do i don't think anyone's turning on anyone i think we're gonna have we have angry disappointed montez ford dawkins is disappointed i think montez does something in a match on monday that takes it a little too far gets disqualified and dawkins is like conflicted but then he flips the switch and joins his partner they beat up whoever it is and we're off to the races heel profits yeah i mean gives them a different kind of look at things you lose you lose the lion item where you have to keep buying solo cups <laughs> yeah um and i you know i i will say i'm kind of tired of them being forced into being the mouthpiece for whatever gimmicky crap they're doing that week and then they just have to get it over like give that to somebody else somebody like hungry who hasn't had a ton of camera time and then like let them move on to bigger and better things von wagner no someone who can talk <laughs> ladies and gentlemen raw guest host and hype man von wagner <laughs> Jesus. I, I can't even riddle uh, comes out he's pissed he commandeers a, a microphone and uh he's just like I'm going to do things in honor of my friend Randy. I'm I'm over the the Randy. Did he yell? Did he yell at someone in the audience? I have no idea. There, there was something weird there that felt like very. He said "shut up" or something like that. Felt very serious and heelish. And I was like, "What the?" Fuck? Oh, it was uh, it was the the medical team, not the medical team, but like the the producer team were like, oh. "Get out of the ring! You're not cleared." And he's just like, "Shut up!" It felt very uncharacteristic of Matt it, it Riddle. Was, it was too aggressive for him to. Yeah. Anyway, that was weird. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be 
good when Riddle eventually turns heel. That's all I can say. Oh, uh, so he's pissed God. off and he runs and he just runs his mouth and says, I, I want to beat up Seth Rollins. Seth comes out and he plays Red Rover with uh, with Riddle and the rest of the production. The, crew. Running, the running was so funny. And then around the corner and he's like, <laughs> he's not going full sprint, but he's going to make it look like he's going full sprint. And it, oh my God, it was so good. It was so Seth good. stomps Riddle once again. I'm, and you know what? They took this match off the card, and it makes sense. Uh, a lot of people uh, affiliated with the card were upset. Seth and Riddle were not happy about getting pulled from from SummerSlam, but this match should be a much bigger attraction than it has been yeah, so far. Exactly. It needs another five weeks of build to make it a hot match. Otherwise, they were just going to put out a match where people were going to do what they always did when Vince McMahon was in charge, where they say, well, I don't care about the build of the story, but Seth and Riddle are really good in the ring, so they're going to have a great match. Yeah. I don't want that anymore. Over. I don't no, they pulled use it. They're that like, excuse anymore. They're like, no, you can have a moment at SummerSlam that will then put feed into this build. Like, and it was good. I'm glad. I'm really glad with what they did with this. I didn't need to see that match just yet. Yeah. So I'm, I'm fine with the way they played it out. It, it just, I'm willing to give this more time because now Seth is a big Triple H guy. Riddle is a big Triple H guy these two had the potential to make some really, really good magic as characters and not just fight each other and have a good match. I want more than just, we're going to fight and have a good match. Yeah. Liv and Rhonda speaking, if I want them to have a good match. So going into this match, everyone was saying, you know, Rhonda's going to win or there's going to be, it was basically like, Oh, Rhonda's winning or whatever it is. And I sat there and I said, well, no, Ronda's working Clash at the Castle. Like, there's no way that Ronda Rousey's not going to work a massive UK show where they've sold 60,000 tickets or whatever the number is. Uh, on top of this, Ronda yelling at a crowd member last or on Friday night and being like, shut up, your mom's ugly or whatever the hell she said. Your, mom, like, your mother failed you. Your mother failed you. Either way, I was just like, that's to me, that's a heel thing because normally Ronda would just like say it off screen or keep her mouth shut but because they're turning her they just like let it happen um i like the match for the little things live playing the inexperienced mma fighter ronda is very clearly the experienced one who keeps going for the arm bar uh and then morgan tries the rings of saturn there's some good stuff in there they kept doing the arm bar spot the third time i was like this is dumb but the pin and the, the messy finish I didn't hate that. No, it was a it was a novel messy finish, or at least one that's uh, less frequently used. It wasn't lazy. Like it, it looked like there was some thought put into, okay, how can we continue this without it being the same tired crap it always is? Like it, it, they did something that was different ish. I mean, you know, we kind of had the street profits thing, but like this was different because it, it was actually it looked like it was well practiced. She tapped it too. There's lots to debate about. It's good stuff. Like I, I, I liked how it finished. Again, I didn't really give a crap about the match because I don't, I'm not a huge fan of either of these people. But like, it was fine. There was some good stuff in there, and then the finish was dope. Ronda turns, attacks the ref, attacks Liv Morgan. We'll probably get three weeks off until Clash of the Castle. Yeah, the the ref attack. I was like, oh, can you just please do your job for like, like you don't need to talk even. You you just be a jerk now. Like at least they turned her. Thank God. Yeah. And it was time. It, it, Ronda Rousey wants that title. She's going to have to be a real jerk to get it. So I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, and, and again, they'll do it at Clash of the Castle. They might even make it a three-way. They ran that Charlotte promo 
And I'm like, she's coming back. Or they'll just toss in Natty because someone needs to get pinned. Yeah. If if Liv retains, you know, the SmackDown Women's Championship. So, um, yeah, it, it was just, it was a fine match. It was good enough is what. Yeah, it exactly. It was, it was fine. It, it, was, it felt yeah. like, to me, because of where it was placed on the card going into the main events, it always, to me, felt like the match was a story match to move forward. It, like, it was just a chapter. It wasn't the final chapter yeah, of the rivalry. Definitely. It was just them getting to whatever's next, which is going to the UK and doing a big match at Cardiff. Uh, Liv, w- one thing I'll point out, Liv with the facial expressions was something. Like, I don't know what she was trying to convey. Which ones? She had The many. ones coming in were clear. She was, you know, scared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's. I was like, okay, good. You, you did that day well on the acting classes. Um, and then at the end, she was getting all unhingedy. Like, she was on the floor just, like, going like... Kept her title. Yeah, yeah, and it was just like, but she was also like crazy eyed about it. It was like, okay, I I had to go back and look at that because I I just, it it felt like maybe she just escaped and she was just happy to have escaped with her title. Yeah, and that's that's what I think it was. But it's also like, who are what? Who are you? What is your character like? Because right now it seems like someone who's happy to be champion, but legitimately not good at, at wrestling or, or like afraid, like really has no confidence in herself whatsoever. They're, they're positioning her as like the plucky underdog, even as a yeah. champion. And there's parts of it that I don't like. And then there are parts that make perfect sense to me because the way that Liv won was, you know, after winning a ladder match, great, comes out and beats the woman who was also hurt after her title match. Yeah. So like the the idea of the plucky underdog, like she beat someone who was quote unquote better than her and was a champion, and now she's the champion, but she's not sure of herself. They're kind of they're going to try and tell a story where Liv has to get better at, uh, at 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 believing in herself and having a statement. When would do that? So for example, yeah. someone in the chat saying Liv will lose her title to Charlotte in Triple Threat. I don't think so. I think Charlotte would lay down for Liv Morgan. I do. I think a lot of people give Charlotte shit and say that she always wants to be on top. Uh, Charlotte gives a lot. She really does. I think people see the number of times that she's been champion and just assume that that means she always wants to win. Now, this is how I always turn it on its head. There was once upon a time in 2001, a backstage segment with RVD and Booker T. I don't know if you've ever seen this one. But Booker T is like, I'm a five-time, five-time, five-time WWE champion. And then RBD turns to Booker T and says, wow, you lost that championship five times? <laughs> and yeah. that segment, like, turned my brain around when it comes to champions <laughs> and, like, how they're perceived as winners or losers. So that's how I see it. Yeah, definitely. And, like, I don't know. The live thing is interesting. I think it's makes sense to have her do the underdog thing it's just i hope they lean into the fact that she knows she she actually lost this one i think that would go a long way if they do that rather than have her just delude herself and pretend like she you know won by yes. the skin of her hair or whatever yeah she teeth. has to she has to know that she won by the skin of her teeth like you said she, she has to acknowledge this yeah. especially if she's going to be a baby face champion she has to acknowledge that she came within an arm's length of losing well, that she that. lost like she legitimately just lost like That's if true. the ref had made the right call like she lost so i think that should give her some like fear and maybe i don't know maybe she goes on a non-title losing streak or something but they'll see. they'll do something in the interim while she it'll probably be natty to be honest if we live in natty for the title like in the five weeks before clash at the castle where mm-hmm. they'll be like on smackdown uh 
Rousey, you're suspended. And then Liv's going to come out and be like, no, that's horseshit. I want a championship rematch against Ronda Rousey. Blah, blah, blah. I'm a fighting champion. And this isn't over. Yeah. yeah and yeah. and then it'll be Liv calling out Rousey or wanting to fight Rousey this entire time while having a another feud. Yeah. Uh, and it was not a botched finish. It was supposed to be. No, yeah. I think it was supposed questionable. to be questionable. Like the whole, because the whole thing is they're trying to get to the UK to run this match back. That was always a plan to have Rousey uh, do the match in, in the UK and Liv is now the champion. So they want to build that with her as well. It was planned. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, th- I think what Jeremy's saying is like, was it supposed to be like closer to the wire? But I don't think so. I think two was fine. I think they were like anywhere after two was fine. Yeah, either way, you just give a little bit of uh, give a little bit. Um, they bring out Glenn Jacobs. He says four thousand forty eight thousand four hundred forty nine people at SummerSlam. Cool. Uh, and then the main events: it's Roman versus Lesnar, part two million eight hundred and seventy eight. Last man standing. Two things about this match, Tim. Did you know that this was the first last man standing match in SummerSlam history? No, that's cool. And here's another one. This is actually a really big shocker for me. This was Brock Lesnar's first ever last man standing match. Does seem surprising given the amount of gimmick matches he's done. Right. I would have thought there'd been one with Angle or something. I thought there would have been one with Angle. I thought maybe one with Goldberg. But no, this was his first last man standing match for Brock Lesnar. Uh, Roman came out five minutes, 30 seconds for his entrance for those who really care. This is Brock's ninth SummerSlam. And he made that's also one lower than match. I expected. We well, got to remember, like there were 10 years where he wasn't there. Eight. Years, yeah. Yeah. But still know. like SummerSlam was there in all of the years he was. So true. Uh, Corey Graves makes an Iron Maiden reference. Good for you. Uh, yeah. I appreciate that. You, you, did you miss it? I think so. Yeah. He made a number of the beast uh, reference. Oh, and then, of course, ever well, it's because it's the number of the beast. Right. And, and Brock is the beast. The, the beast mm. incarnate so there you go uh farming equipment simulator that is the the, the whole point of this match brock gets a friggin tractor and it's a big red tractor not a big green tractor i'm sorry no. jason aldean uh comes out with his big red big red tractor and uh it, it proceeds to run amok with it talk about the match uh all the match stuff I didn't care about, <laughs> like the regular wrestling. Basically, nothing mattered until like a couple of table spots. Yeah. And the track. No, no. Before the match, there was the microphone thing that was badass. Like, yes. And that was just a complete fluke, I think, at the smoothness of it. But that, that was cool. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a good it was good for what it was. The amount, uh, like everyone yeah i saw a lot of people really not enjoying it and i was like no 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 the match sucks and it sucks because like you knew that you didn't want to see this for the millionth time and the wrestling stuff was boring because the two of them have done all of it a thousand times before so it's like whatever but the spots that were cool were damn cool like i don't i don't care like you're lying to yourself if you didn't enjoy that like i don't know what you want like if that's <laughs> if you don't want rings getting messed up like oh my god it's just a straight drive too from saskatchewan down to nashville (laughs) uh one of the uh one of the i fives something five ones right (laughs) i-55 probably let's take a look no (laughs) we're gonna go on google maps and find out plan a road Uh, trip to nashville yeah exactly but um it was it was a really solid uh plunder match that's really yeah, what it I'm was d- paul Heyman got f5 through a table like what do you want <laughs> oh boy yes he did 
Oh, by the way, if you want to go to Nissan Stadium, you take uh, I-94 West. Takes you all the way there. West? Yeah. How are we going east-west? Uh, oh, sorry. that That's from Nissan yeah, Stadium. Yeah, you got sorry. this all ridiculous. Well, either way, I-94 East. Are you happy now? Yeah, that's like an interstate. Anyway. All right. That's from Saskatoon down Nissan. I-94 East. Good times. <laughs> people are in the chat telling us how the uh, the interstate it is 55 yeah i just watched a video about uh interstate highway system today wait a minute 55 goes through <laughs> illinois down to missouri and finishes in louisiana oh wait is that the one i don't know i think you're wrong because this is tennessee well then why are they talking about that one i guessed it was 55 tell me well, the you right were one. wrong that's the point that, because it was wrong. a random guess i was hoping someone would tell me the right one anyway whatever anyway brock's big red tractor uproots the ring and that's not the finish <laughs> No, it was funny as hell, though. It was. It was very funny. Uh, and, and then they finished the match with, you know, everyone comes out, including Theory. Theory gets beat down again after gets teasing. His ass beat and he gets f 5 onto his own On his briefcase. briefcase. That was great. And then they beat up Brock a bunch. Brock kicks out a bunch or, you know, gets up before the count of 10. It was just, it was a fun. Count faster, match. damn it. I love that. God damn it. Count For faster. For the love of God, yeah. It was so funny. Um. Michael Cole was on his shit. He had, he had a really good show. Yeah. Just that when the rains come off, the man is able to go again. You watch him when he did the UK show and uh, yeah, he just, he, he, when the rains are off, when Vince is in, in his ear, he's having a good time. It's good. It's really, really great. And like, I don't, again, you know, the finish, they stack a bunch of stuff on him and then he stands on him. Questionable in terms of the rules. Not sure why no one's pointing that out. You're no, not allowed to matter. touch them. He's down. You're not allowed to touch them. He's not. He's not. The ref doesn't start. I'm not touching you. I'm just standing on you via a bunch of other crap I piled on. Questionable. That's right. Whatever. Uh, The ref was just like, no, this is over. I'm going to let it happen. I thought the finish was going to be the tractor, the the front loader. I thought that someone was going to flip it over, cover the guy, just like they did with the the halftime heat with The Rock and, uh, and Mankind, where they did the pallets. And then The Rock couldn't get up for the 10 count. I thought they were going to flip the payload, put it down on him, and then he couldn't answer the count of 10 because he couldn't do it or couldn't get up on it. But uh, not the case. Instead, Roman retains, as expected. Roman and Drew at Clash of the Castle. People are now running rampant with Roman's going to lose to Drew and then Theory's going to cash in. I don't think it's going to be that either. Mm -mm. What say you? I don't know. I I don't know. It's hard to say because I there's room for for Drew to to win here, but um, I have a feeling that they'll they'll find a way to split the titles. Yeah, theory will do, or they'll lose both titles, and that's fine. Whatever. Then this is the whole idea. They'll recreate Heist of the Century with Theory. Theory will come in during a Roman match, make it a triple threat, and then pin not reigns yeah he'll hold the titles for a few minutes and then it'll be seth rollins and theory and then cody comes back wins the rumble seth and cody for the titles at wrestlemania meanwhile if they have the rock rock and roman doesn't have titles attached to it which is great don't need them and there you go good show it was a good yeah summer slam it was, a, it was not it perfect. Was good started strong uh, I think it like bookended. It, it bookended. Yeah, well. it certainly bookended. Yeah, there was just a there was a lot of drab in the middle. I'm I'm disappointed by the, the tag title match. So 
That's but fair. I, you know, Jeff Jarrett's in the mix. I didn't expect much. Well, Jeff Jarrett left a thumbs up, so maybe you should too here on this video uh, at youtube.com slash overbooked, or maybe you're watching on Facebook, maybe you're watching on Twitch, whatever it is. We're trying a few things new this week, and we appreciate y'all hanging out with us. Uh, let's uh, talk about AEW for a second because uh, they also had a bit of a reset with their pillars. Yeah, uh, we saw we saw another some big shoe. Yeah, let's let's get right into it. I mean, uh, without talking about the entire show, just yeah. right at the top, Daniel Garcia tapping, not tapping, but um, making making Brian Danielson pass out. Good move. I liked it. It, it was Great unexpected. Decision. Yeah, and it, it makes sense. Like, no, no, not a crazy thing. Like, I think we spent enough time as fans saying, "Oh, it's Daniel Garcia in the main event. He's just going to lose." LOL. That's it. Uh, this was a good opportunity for them to do something different and surprise us, and they did a good job. I was really yeah. happy with that. Yeah, it was uh, very good. Great match, too. Jeez. Like, yeah, as expected. I mean, listen, yeah, yeah, Daniel yeah. Garcia is an excellent wrestler. He's got Brian Danielson in his first match back. They did a good job telling the story of Danielson having a little bit of ring rust. It was good. I liked it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really. Yeah. Like, or came back too soon type thing. It was, it was really strong. Like, I was very, very pleased to see that. Uh, who else had a really good showing? Uh, Ricky Starks. Ah, man. Baby. You gotta, yeah. Ricky Starks was, it, this was his night. Yeah. I time. mean, every everything was overshadowed by Starks's like entire quarter hour where he had the match. He had the opening match where he won uh, against uh, Dan Housen real quick and then said, I'm not done. I want another challenger. So he gets Hook. Hook wins uh, in, in a, a fast but really good match. Both men looked good. Both men yep, performed well. Yep. And then, of course, Hook wins, leaves, and does the whole does the fist bump. And uh, and it was good. It was the start of the turn for Starks. Comes back, cuts a promo. Powerhouse hops, wallops him from behind. <laughs> <laughs> Big fan of that. I was shocked. Yeah, you know, I think everyone was. It's like uh, me and Hobbs are going to bam. Like, you, yeah, yeah. You and you, good. buddy. Yeah, it was good. I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, they, they did a lot of really good stuff. I mean, even Dante Martin got another really good match uh, with Sammy Guevara. And um, honestly, like the only thing that really <laughs> was weird to me was Jungle Boy. Yeah. Just, he just comes just out and swears. Body mouth, body mouth Jungle Boy. <laughs> exactly. It was, it was something like, I, yeah, I don't know. Um, the one thing, oh, did they turn all of Team Taz based on the commentary and the way, like I think they turned everyone and now it's just Will Hobbs on his own as a, as a baddie. Maybe if it does feel strange, yeah, and they're gonna have they, to figure like, it out. Taz was on commentary as it happened, right? And he seemed yeah. to be, he's like, Hobbs, what are you doing? So, and then also, like, they did a backstage with um, with Taz and, and Hook, where Taz yeah. was putting over Hook as his, you know, not just as his son, but also like putting over the work that Hook has done to get to this point. And, and it was really good, it was really heart wrenching, uh, not heart, uh, heartwarming, I should say, heartwarming, yeah, heartwarming. Uh, and it really felt like they were trying to uh, to put over. Hook as a good guy and maybe team, team Taz as good minus powerhouse hops. Yeah. You know what? It's been going through my mind and I don't think they'll do it, but Brian cage is doing nothing. I don't care for Brian cage, but Hobbs and cage is a big hungry. That's a bad good duo. Guy tag team. Yeah. That's a duo I would watch. Uh, so, I mean, listen, if Brian cage is looking for something to do, maybe they're trying to do something with them, maybe in ring of honor. Uh, that's an idea. I don't want yeah. Hobbs to go, away from AEW, no, but if it's going to put them on TV somewhere, I want Cajun Hobbs maybe as a tag team. Um, by the way, someone in the chat's talking about 
Punk's comments at San Diego Comic-Con. If you check out Newsworthy, that's a video that Jeremy Lambert and I have been doing. We started it here on Overbooked. Uh, go watch Newsworthy. We talked about that comment from Punk uh, because there was an article about it. And we did talk about kind of how Punk's entitled to his opinion. He has his experiences with WWE and, and with AEW. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say Punk's wrong, but I'm also not going to sit here and say that Punk's opinion is going to be the be-all, end-all for how someone should feel about WWE moving forward. That's um, that's just what I'll say to, to the person in the chat talking about the CM Punk comments. Um, yeah. Uh, what else was really big on this show? That really Starks was just... That was the, the big one. Oh, no. Jericho. <laughs> Okay, so Jericho's getting a title shot. It's not going to be a battle of the belts, and it's not going to be at all out, at least right now. Um, it's going to be in a couple of weeks at Quake by the Lake with a Shamrock Shake. Also, is fight was fight for the fallen for fallen sharks this year? Yes, it was for. <laughs> I prefer that. That's funny as hell. But like, why can't they just be dynamite at this point, man? Like, there, there's literally. When when was it last? Just dynamite, like a month ago. It's been about three weeks. You're like, geez. <laughs> I know, and, and then Quake by the Lake is in two weeks. So next, this coming week is an actual regular dynamite. Ooh, you get one. <laughs> They're all dynamite. They are. They're just some of them are themed. Next, this week is what beginning some of, them of in the honor month. Of dead shark. Next week is going to be uh, August Dynamite. August Dynamite. August 3. I don't know what it is. Uh, anyway. Oh uh, uh, so Jericho is going to get the title shot against Moxley in a couple of weeks. I don't hate it. Uh, Jericho has been waiting for a title shot. Uh, it's been a couple of years. So why not? I Let him take it. <laughs> you want Jericho to win the title? Yeah. So back before... Uh, double or nothing when they did the punk thing. Um, yeah, well, we're weird people, okay? Just letting you know. Weird thing. What, the dynamite night names? I, do, yeah. I don't know. It's kind of odd to not, it's kind of odd to have a TV show that you just arbitrarily change the name of every week. <laughs> like they're not special, they're just episodes of dynamite. It's gonna be dynamite August 3rd morning. <laughs> Tito Ortiz is gonna come out and be like, oh I God. want Jake Hager yeah, yeah, that's to run funny. with me for city council. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Uh, anyway, Jericho versus Hangman was the match that I originally wanted for Double or Nothing because I wanted to reset the Hangman Jericho story yeah. for the first ever AEW champion. Uh, and then, of course, I wanted Hangman to get the win because he would have exercised the, the ghost of Chris Jericho because hangman's learned and he's gotten better yada 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 he's a champion uh they saved this moxley match by having moxley speak <laughs> moxley saved the promo when he said i don't want the wizard i don't want the the guy yeah. who you know does all these uh stupid gimmicks i he wants the lionheart he wants the original the og he wants jericho from old to take on john moxley the last surviving member of the heart dungeon yeah, yeah, yeah. um that makes me excited for the match Same. because it's not <laughs> for a minute. I thought Moxley was going to be like, I want the pain maker, <laughs> oh, no. but instead, no, we're going to get uh, Mox and Lionheart Chris Jericho. What theme will Jericho use? And why is it going to be Judas? It's Judas. Like <laughs> everyone, someone was sharing the screenshot and he's like, I will use one of these. And it, <laughs> it included Judas. I was like, it's going to be Judas because it's now one of the live event staples of their traveling circus. Right. Uh, like, although since he turned heel, they've started cutting it and being like, you don't get to sing this song. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's fine. They still 
been playing it long enough. Like it gets its time. So I, I think it's just going to be Judas. I don't think before all those other here. ones are expensive. I can tell you that much oh, right yeah. now. Uh, before we get out of here, and by the way, thanks for everyone hanging out with us. Grapsity is next on the main channel. We wanted to get ourselves uh, out here before Grapsity goes on the air because they usually do like a three-hour show anyway. So we wanted to to hang out and give our respects to them because they're a fun show. So Grapsity's next uh, noon Eastern on YouTube.com slash Fightful. Uh, Trios Championships announced. Finals will be held at All Out. Um, the timing is precocious only because they just did the All-Atlantic Championship. I'll give it a pass because the All Atlantic Championship, thank God, is the championship that's yeah. not being defended like in AEW proper. Media, yeah, yeah, and, and I, I appreciated that. So, um, yeah, we're gonna see, we're gonna see what they do with those trios championships. Do you have any teams that you really want to see out of this? Something with Bear Country, Bear Country, and Danhausen, Leon Ruff, <laughs> Leon. Actually, they've done that, and I would do it exactly. Again. Yes. <laughs> uh who else would do i mean ftr housing was a funny shout someone mentioned that was funny. uh yeah there's a bunch of them i want to see a new japan uh trio mm -hmm. come in maybe do that maybe bring in some old folks who uh who left the company with some but with without issue you know the gcw team of marco stunt joey janella and who knows the impact team of pco doc <laughs> i don't know Anyway, anyway, I, I have no trios. We'll find out who they are. Yeah, the yeah, finals yeah. are all out. Uh, let's get out of here. This was a fun show. Friends, click that thumbs up. Leave a comment. Do the whole thing. Tim, where can the people find you on the internet? Uh, they can find me at Tim Stone, P-T-I-M-B-S-T-O-N-E-P, Twitter. It's Fightful Overbooked, YouTube.com slash Fightful Overbooked. Tonight, Ric Flair's last match, if you're watching or listening on July 31st, I'll be with Kate Elizabeth on the main channel, YouTube.com slash Fightful, talking about that show. Go check out Grapsity if you're watching us live. If you're not, go check out Grapsity anyway. I am at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Ladies, gentlemen, friends, beyond the binary. We'll see you in the next one. Cheers. <laughs>